Synchronicity, a concise yet elusively defined term first coined by the Swiss psychoanalyst Carl Jung. Simply put, synchronicity is understood to be meaningful coincidence. The concept of synchronicity has been a topic of exploration for decades since Jung introduced it, with expansive explanation in his work titled Synchronicity, an A-Causal Connecting Principle. Well, in it, he states, quote, Therefore, it cannot be a question of cause and effect, but of a falling together in time, a kind of simultaneity. Because of this quality of simultaneity, I have picked the term synchronicity to designate a hypothetical factor equal in rank to causality as a principle of explanation, end quote. While many have embraced this idea of orchestrated purpose through superficially unrelated events, others simply dismiss it as psychobabble used to further our psyche's false narrative of personal identity. Most recently, the interest in synchronicity has been piqued with the introduction of the documentary series Hellier. The concept of synchronicity often so easily dismissed away with a hand-wavy gesture by the skeptical crowd, is at its heart about making connections. Of course, connections are at the core of any conspiracy theory, paranormal experience, and alternative belief. So, if we can understand the allure of synchronicity, perhaps we can better understand our fascination with so much else. I'm Ryan Nelson. And welcome to Conspiracy Theoryology. Welcome back, Theoryologists. As we begin this episode, ask yourself the question, have you ever found meaningful connection? between otherwise random coincidence. I suppose another way to ask that would be, have you ever noticed a, a series of coincidences feel not so random to you, almost speaking to you, providing guidance? And if so, what have you experienced and, and what that may be may very well have been what has come to be known as synchronicity. I mean, it seems appropriate as we move toward the new year and wrap up another decade to reflect upon the series of events, occurrences, challenges, and struggles that we've all experienced. Life moves so quickly that at times it's only in retrospect that little strings of connecting tissue become apparent between the seemingly random moments of experience each day. This episode is itself not born out of random chance, though it wasn't obvious to me until recently. The idea of discussing synchronicity came early this year, with the release of a docu-series titled Hellier. In it, the impact of synchronicity is explored in the unfolding narrative. The show implanted the idea, but it didn't resonate with me as a particularly pervasive concept for exploration. So, leaving the concept behind as other items, um, you know, in this long list of possible episode topics, 
I moved forward with other topics on the podcast, and we explored a lot this year. Our secret PSYOP discussion explored the idea that true motivations aren't always made clear. The discussion on the petrified forest gave us an understanding that mythological themes have a way of surfacing in modern context. Well, then we met N.K. Cranda just by chance, and she showed us that personal stories and experiences are worth sharing and hearing. We've explored paradigm shifts and established that dismissive concepts like mass hallucination have little weight when put to the test. Then another chance meeting, Ashley, introduced us to witchcraft and opened our minds to a world of magic and mystical ideas. Most recently, we delved into the extraordinary to learn that careful observation is the only extraordinary requirement when understanding extraordinary claims. Now, these were all random topics that crossed my path as the year progressed. Not connected, not sought with any overarching single idea, or so I thought. Then, Season 2 of Hellier happened, and it all connected. Okay, now that's a bold statement, I know. And how can some independently funded, low-budget paranormal investigation series inspire a claim of personal synchronicity? Did I really just love the show? Yes, I did, but it was certainly much more than that. In context of the discussion of synchronicity, it tried something very different in the realm of paranormal television. So let's talk a bit about it. See, Hellier was produced by Planet Weird, which is helmed by Greg and Dana Newkirk, themselves well-known personalities in the paranormal world. The show was brought to life by co-producers Connor Randall and director Carl Pfeiffer. Connor and Carl themselves built their paranormal chops as the sanctioned investigators of the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. And I say all this again, not, not to promote the show, but to, well, yes, okay, so I take that back. I, I definitely to promote the show, but more importantly, to recommend and encourage you to give it a watch. Now, here's the briefest of synopsis, which won't actually tell you anything useful, but the show itself is a documentary journey of, of this group of investigators and enthusiasts, which begins with a rather intriguing, if not outright unbelievable, email received by Greg Newkirk, which presents a story of a family plagued by little goblin-like creatures in the town of Hellier, Kentucky. Now, some of you may find that this sounds familiar. And if you're familiar with the Kelly Hopkinsville goblin story, there you go. The story goes from there. With a series of events bringing together a group of acquaintances, only to send them on a road of twists, turns, surprises, revelations, false ends, and conclusions. And new paths and directions. Season one is, is a prologue, which, as I said, proved entertaining and interesting, but perhaps unrewarding, that's the best term, though it, it is premised on the idea that synchronicity defines their journey. It certainly didn't lead me to believe that they had made their case without question. I really, I really did find season one uh, 
good, but I, I, it finished for me thinking that maybe there was, they were just overreacting to random chance and that fortuitous happenstance that can occur. I just didn't see the synchronicity. I don't think I really even felt like I understood what a synchronicity was after all that. Still, it made for good TV. Though I didn't know it, the journey of seeking out answers to this mystery they were presented seems to have raised questions in my own mind. Could someone or something anonymously bring people together like chess pieces? Could archetypal themes play out in real life? Does personal experience have more value than just anecdotal evidence? Can that experience, when held in mass, be so easily dismissed? Is there any value in holding a magical, supernatural view to a guiding hand with the paranormal? And can such extraordinary ideas even be addressed through investigation and experimentation? Well, you can see now how our journey through topics this year came to be. And and if not, perhaps you'll see it more as we talk further. It it makes sense to me now, but it took season two premiering to make me reflect. They certainly didn't intentionally time their show to be released after I conveniently covered all the correct topics. It was a-causal, as Jung puts it. They were independent and unrelated, except it really doesn't feel like they were. I had my synchronicitous moment, my fellow theoriologists. So, I've talked a lot about this and built it up, but <laughs> let's define it. What exactly is synchronicity? Well, first, let's just go to the dictionary with some simple definitions. Right, a synchronicity, it's... It's about coincidences with no causal link to the correlating event um, and which are meaningful to you, the person that's involved. A synchronicity is simply a meaningful coincidence. Okay, so what does the dictionary say for coincidence? Well, a coincidence, according to Merriam-Webster, has the primary meaning of coincidence as the act or condition of coinciding, that is, events occurring at the same time. So, synchronicity is a meaningful act that occurs along the same time. Now, these dictionary-level definitions really provide a bland and basic perspective on the concepts, and they certainly don't speak to the fascination. How could such mundane concepts as meaningful coincidence inspire a personal retrospective for a podcast? Or, for that matter, a profoundly exciting paranormal investigative journey worthy of a television show? To understand, we need to go right to the source and find out how the concept creator, Carl Jung himself, came to his revelation.
I did mention his book earlier, uh, Synchronicity, and and it's a great read. And we're just going to skim the surface on it. But I wanted to uh, start it off really to to establish Jung's journey and his motivation. And the f- the best way to do that was as he did to use examples. Now Jung begins his premise with an example. And I, I call it the fish tale, uh, and it's heavily referenced when people are discussing this and and uh, talking about Jung and, and reviewing this book. Um, so it definitely is an, an impactful uh, example. He recounts the events of April first, nineteen forty nine, on which he journals: "Today is Friday. We have fish for lunch." He comments that someone happens to mention the custom of making an April fish of someone, which is a reference to the April Fool's Day tradition as observed in France. Jung also notes that earlier in the morning he made note of an inscription which read, Est homo totus medius Pisces ab imo. Forgive my my horrible Latin pronunciation. Uh, And... As far as I can tell, it translates roughly as the whole fish from the bottom center. Now, if anyone can provide a better translation and explanation of that expression, let me know. But going on, Jung then meets with a patient that afternoon who who shows him some impressive fish paintings. And that evening, he was uh, he was shown embroidery with fish-like sea monsters on them. Now, by the next day, April 2nd, another patient he, uh, that he hadn't seen in years and but runs into told him of a dream in which she saw a large fish while standing on a lake shore. All this while, at the time, he had been engaged in study of the fish symbol and symbolism in history. Now, <laughs> that's... That's a story worthy of leading you to think that there's something more uh, behind all of this this theme running through a, a, a 24-hour period. Now, Young acknowledges, obviously, that this run of events made an impression on him, and a series of events which he couldn't dismiss as mere chance. Though, he does spend some time trying to debunk himself for good measure. This example is is one of several to which Jung draws attention. The level to which he feels compelled to address this event can be summarized really best in this quote. The problem of synchronicity has puzzled me for a long time, ever since the middle twenties, when I was investigating the phenomenon of the collective unconscious and kept on coming across the connections which I simply could not explain as chance groupings or runs. What I found were coincidences, which were connected so meaningfully that their chance concurrence would represent a degree of improbability that would have to be expressed by an astronomical figure. So there, that's, that's Jung's explanation in his own words. Uh, And, and it does paint a more impactful, profound, meaningful basis for this concept of synchronicity. 
But, you know, does that provide the interpretation? Does that give a good definition? Well, before we do that, let's just, let's look at the problem of evaluating synchronicities. Clearly, the, 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 the dictionary definition of synchronicity, of synchronicity uh, just doesn't cut it. And in reading Jung, um, it, it still leaves open to personal interpretation. And in fact, the basis of synchrony, synchronicity, as we said, is meaningful coincidence uh, personally, individually. So I went around and I thought, well, let me try and find some interpretations, some differing interpretations. Well, I came across three, and uh, all three of these, there's links in the show notes, and um, and you can find the articles. Uh, they range from the most, oh, practical and dis- mundane and perhaps dismissive might be the best word for it, through to, oh, the most esoteric, as it were. The first interpretation I really identify as is seeking connections. Now, some hold that synchronicity is, is better understood through psychological survival tools rather than any real evidence of connection of experience. They see it as manifestations of confirmation bias, motivated reasoning, and a cognitive dissonance. We simply find patterns in the chaos and assign random events together within these psychological categories to make sense of those events in a favorable perspective of our current identity. And, and you know, there you go. That's, that's, um, that's a pretty straightforward kind of psychological little textbook uh, uh, perspective on it. It's, it, there's really no meat behind it. We create it in order to give it meaning. The second, though, I, I identi- is, is really titled best identifying the right path. And that's where we can derive meaning from coincidence when an external event matches up with an event on the inside. And this is a bit closer to Jung's definition with the idea that a synchronicity is a coincidence that has an analog in the psyche and depending on how you understand it can inform you through intuition and emotion that you're moving in the right direction. Now, we can go further into that uh, in a bit, but um, you know, that, that at least, at least says that there's some sort of meaning in that coincidence though it's entirely internal. And the third interpretation I found is, is one that uh, is, is really about learning the magic and value and meaning behind synchronicity. And uh, this is an article uh, on Psychology Today. With the interpretation, the author defines synchronicity as almost a, a state of grace by relaying a story of a chance encounter While on a business trip, she concludes, following an unexpected twist, that intuition often intercedes in subtle ways. The secret is to go with the mystery, 
While some synchronicities can be viewed as serendipitous and may impact us more than others, all have value. They are a sign that we are intuitively attuned, not just to our immediate world, but a greater collective. And that's that collective kind of universal subconsciousness that, uh, that, you know, we've hinted at before. Uh, now, you know, I, I enjoy and, and can appreciate each of those interpretations. It's, it's no coincidence that there are multiple interpretations to such an ambiguous concept. Still, as different as each of those interpretations may be, they all speak to one thing. There is no simple definition of synchronicity. In fact, the simple definition that we use doesn't actually work all that well in helping us understand why the term resonates. Well, the problem with those simple definitions, uh, I think, can be uh, evaluated with, you know, looking at a, a from a different perspective. And I did find a great article on theheartofsubstance.com. Uh, titled Signs of Synchronicity. And essentially those concepts are that coincidence, as used, already has meaning. See, we don't use it to mean just parallel independent events, the fortuitous happenstance. Coincidences, if we recognize them as such, mean there's already a meaning. Just simply by acknowledging something as a coincidence that two events are occurring in tandem means that we do recognize and uh, a similarity, a tie, and a meaning to us personally enough uh, that that they they are related. We don't simply we don't refer to uh, uh, other cars driving on the road, in the afternoon as coincidences that that it's a coincidence that everybody's on the highway together that that's silly that's you know that that doesn't have any meaning or value but <laughs> you know if it is a coincidence that uh, you recognize a, a a neighbor's car halfway across town because you're you're driving through well that may have some sort of meaning it may be a simple coincidence uh and you know that it may have a cause it may not maybe you're both heading to the same grocery store uh, or maybe you're heading entirely different directions and you run through but um but coincidence alone and, and assigning it the qualifier of of meaningful um to me just simply I guess makes it all oh, repetitious, right? It's a meaningful, meaningful series of events. But if that's the case, synchronicity must be more than meaning, right? It must have, it, it must imply something more than just meaningful substance. But what does that deeper meaning really imply? Well, Jung's definition is this, synchronicity therefore means the simultaneous occurrence of a psychic state which one or more external events which appear as meaningful parallels to the momentary subjective state 
and in certain cases, vice versa. <laughs> what? Let me say that again. Synchronicity therefore means the simultaneous occurrence of a certain psychic state with one or more external events which appear as meaningful parallels to the momentary subjective state and, in certain cases, vice versa. So, Jung is trying to establish that, that, that synchronicity is, is, yes, a simultaneous occurrence. Uh, but he's not talking about the event. He's talking about a psychic state, a, a, a psychological state, with one or more external events that, that appear as meaningful parallels. So, it's, it's something more than just that the events themselves have meaning. It's, it's the impact. It's the meaning that they have. And the psychological impact, more importantly, that those, that those uh, meaningful parallels have to your otherwise simply momentary subjective state. But let's get into the theology here. Let's, Let's really try to understand it. We've, we've defined it as much as I think we, we can or we need to. You know, it's easy enough to say that synchronicity has a lot of definitions, but it, it can be, it's boiled down. And even if we boil it down, there's going to be other interpretations. And there's going to be kind of varied reworded definitions. But that's not what we're here to explore. We are trying to address the question at hand. Why does the concept of synchronicity resonate with us when it is so ambiguous, when it is so ubiquitous to try to, to comprehend it? Why does it stick in our head, uh, stick with us and, and, and stay in our heads? Why do synchronicities matter more than just good fortune, convenient events, and coincidence? Well, I think to do that, we have to bring in another term, and that is epiphany. It comes from the Greek, uh, epiphania, which meant simply an appearance or a manifestation, and it first surfaced in English in the 14th century. Originally, it was used to expressly, expressly as a proper noun to reference the religious feast day celebrating the the Christian tradition of the three wise men arriving to visit the newborn Jesus. It later came to reference other manifestations of divine beings, not only in Christianity, but other religions as well. It wasn't really until the 19th century that it, the use and the meaning of epiphany began to expand into the secular realm and come to be used as we know it today. Writer Elsie Bollard, in this 2011 article, um, How Do You, We, I Define Epiphany Exactly, provided a wonderful definition by compiling many definitions provided by people she had interviewed. It's in this synchronicitous blending of many different answers from many different people that provides, I think, a perfect definition of epiphany. An epiphany is, according to this amalgamation of, of interviewees, quote, a realization, an opening, a portal to the divine, growing up 
a magic moment that impacts you and changes you forever, and you can remember it as vividly as you experienced it. A moment that changes the lens through which you view your life. A soul scratching around our head and giving us a signal to guide our lives with. A moment of descending light, open knowledge, a choice. A drastic shift in energy and change of perspective that happens in the form of a moment of clarity. Something that gives you the strength to take a different direction or move forward and opens up everything. A sense of wonderment. A clarifying direction. And, finally, that moment where you know your life is never going to be the same. End quote. Well, this is the power of synchronicity. This beautiful definition of epiphany, this idea of subjectively meaningful coincidence, when viewed through the lens of epiphany, truly stands out against random chance events or narratively convenient happenstance. It's very much defined by the effect it exerts upon the experiencer. While epiphany seems to describe the, that experience solely in context to the current moment that it's recognized, synchronicity is a recognition of the series of otherwise independent events that in retrospect set a trail of breadcrumbs along the way, both guiding and illuminating that way. In fact, Jung comes to this very conclusion, giving synchronicity the possibility of being viewed almost magical in nature. I I'm certainly not putting a new spin on the concept, just finding familiar terms we can use to really understand the allure. And that is really the fascinating part of all of this. As the Hellier Season 2 theme postulates, Hellier is just a symptom. We find the idea of these profoundly meaningful coincidences, especially in series, to be very appealing. They speak to our desire to find a pattern and perhaps even a plan to everyday events. Synchronicity provides a context to the larger story arc in our individual and even societal narratives that implies a much larger experience, which is simply spread across the dimension of time, that simultaneity of which Jung speaks. It's only because we're limited to the linear progression of experiencing time that these events appear to occur gradually and seemingly at random. Jung goes to great length to provide an extensive basis in defining all the nuances of synchronicity that, for him, make it unique to random chance and mere coincidence. Yet, his argument doesn't provide a basis for our fascination and the longevity of the concept. It simply addresses his own personal fascination. But that's where epiphany comes in, that moment of reflection when all the bits and pieces come together to profoundly change us, to shift our lens and provide clarity, that moment where you know your life will never quite be the same. Interestingly enough, the, the idea of synchronicity, it doesn't resonate with everyone. Perhaps that 
apprehension to embrace the epiphany and allow for change provides an explanation. Ironically, a recent review of Hellier by several podcasters reflected that very first interpretation of synchronicity, that idea of finding connections, that, that, that it's just a product of us seeking connections for the sake of cognitive resonance. Ironically, they very much enjoyed the show, but only after concluding that it was all scripted fiction, purely for entertainment. Once that was established in their minds, eliminating the need to find profound significance in the unfolding narrative of the documentary series, they had nothing but good things to say. It became safe entertainment to simply enjoy. Well, Jung anticipated this and takes great effort to address this empirical need for proof in the validity of synchronicity. The last half of the book is an exploration in experiments and case studies. Now, we're not going to dive into that, and I didn't mean to just throw that out there and then leave everybody hanging, but I do recommend taking a look at the book. You, you can purchase the book through the link in the show notes or on the uh, the website, and uh, uh, as I've got a, I've got an Amazon link there, and it will support the show. Now, it seems fitting that this topic materialized for me at the end of the year. You know, it began with an interesting uh, an interest in discussing the Hellier series, and it evolved into a recognition of significance and retrospective of our past year of theoriology studies. A, a perfect way to end the year and to bring in the new. In the end, I recommend that you give synchronicity a chance. Take a look back at your own year in review and see if the puzzle pieces fall together. And if you're open to it, some profound change may result. Regardless, we love the idea of things coming together. It's an idea that resonates with us, so much so that sometimes the lack of synchronicity causes frustration and anxiety. So, let me know what you think of the concept of synchronicity. Did any episode this year in particular speak to you? Do you find yourself in a journey of exploration and understanding that seems to be placed uh, and slowly revealed in front of you? Email me, contact at conspiracytheoryology.com. Okay, I think that will do it. I hope you all had a wonderful 2019, and we're looking forward to a, to a lot of new things in 2020. All the info can be found at conspiracytheoryology.com, including how to support the show on Patreon, and links to the merchandise store for t-shirts and other goodies. Music, as always, is by adamhenrygarcia.bandcamp.com. So, until next time, remember, beyond the conspiracy and behind the belief lies the theoryology. Music